You're with Pastor Troy right here. We're getting excited. We got a special program for you. You're going to be seeing over the next few weeks until we get ready for season two. You're going to be seeing the best of the On the Dock season one. These will be coming at you hard and steady. I want you to get them out there. Check them out. Help us get them out to your friends. We want to see you on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes as well. But this is the best of, get this, the best of season one. Get ready for it. We're going to be coming at you with a super season two coming up this August. We'll see you soon. Enjoy this episode of On the Dock season one. Best of. Pastor Troy here. We're back in the studio. We've got a great one going on for you. We're all about at on the dock conversations that propel your faith out of the shallows into the deep. We're not just, hey, listen, we're not doing that on this series. We're going to kick your tail out of the shallows into the deep. We've got some great leaders in the church here, and you're just going to be ready to explode. This is going to be incredible. You're just going to love it. So hopefully you found on the dock. You've got us here, but we want to tell you that our other platform partners are YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Go find us on those big partners. Love to have you. Google Podcast as well. Facebook, Roku, Rumble and SermonNet, and we'd love to talk to you on our social media partners, Facebook, Twitter, Telegram, and Instagram. I don't know how to use Instagram, but we have it, so check it out. Send me an Instagram. I want to see what it looks like. Donald will show me. And <laughs> and once you find our site, subscribe, hit like. Now, I know I have an Instagram account, but I don't know how I use it. I get stuff on it. I don't know how. It's like some, somehow. Uh, subscribe, hit like, uh, notify, share, comments. Make sure you're sharing our show out, but make sure mostly you're subscribing and liking and hit notify so when we put up our episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, it tells you there's a fresh on the dock episode and by the way you can go find out more and be a partner with us by being a partner through patreon patreon go download the app become a patreon partner at on the dock and uh, find on the dock with pastor Roy, become a partner supporter we have a partner platform and we have a supporter path and if you get to be a partner you can get one of these fine coffee cups that are sitting on our table today we'd love to give that to you as a gift for becoming one of our partners here at Patreon. Check that out. You can always find all these platforms. You can find out how to become a Patreon partner. You can find out everything, include watching our embedded uh, video support system or a link to all of our platforms by going to onthedoc.org and email us if you have any questions at info at onthedoc.org. We'd love to talk to you. We're in class classes in session because this is great. We're in Life Source Church Series Part 2 and we are going to jump. We had a great, go back and listen to Part 1. It was phenomenal. Got a great couple at the table here. I'll tell you about them in a second. But we talked about in the first one, just gave an introduction to what they're doing. It's an incredible story. Great start. We marked some things that are going to be incredible to talk about more in depth as we keep moving. But we're going to move into Part 2 and, and we, we're we going to look at pastoring trends and changes with COVID-19. I think we all learned and grew in COVID and we want to find out what, what what happened up in West Frankfurt. At the table here, at on the dock of this beautiful cottonwood table, we've got uh, Pastor Brent, Mother Kara Piles. Mother Kara, term of respect for somebody <laughs> that got drug kicking and screaming into <laughs> ministry with her husband. Go let, back and listen to right. part one as she shares her story. She's a PK that got stuck in this as a now mother of the church. But you know what? God's really using you. 
I'm, I'm so glad you came along for the ride. We, we're much better off for that, praise God. Mm-hmm. And so we've got them in the studio. Glad to have you guys both on the dock. Glad Good to be reading. back. All right, got next to me, got Mother Beth in the studio. Mother Beth? Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Mother Beth's goal this episode is to talk more. No. To talk more, yeah. She, <laughs> she's going to speak more in this episode. No. I'm she's okay. not quiet in most of her episodes. She's a chatty thing now. Don't get her wrong. She's... She is. She she will do it. She will do it. So so I want to start with uh, this. You guys, you guys. I mean, Brent, you and Kara uh, have been a part of the birth of this church called Life Source, and I've seen some amazing leadership with you guys. Just amazing, Brent and Kara, both of you, um, since the very birth. It's it's grown very significantly. The ministry is reaching people from 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 all sides of the walk of life in the West Frankfurt area. You do an incredible incredible work work that Beth and I we couldn't do. And certainly we're not being called to do it, or we, I guess we'd be equipped like you to do it, but, right. but you guys are doing amazing things. So I'm going to throw a, a picture up here and ask a question. Here, here's your picture on the monitor here. There you go. Great picture of your church family <laughs> uh, meeting. I love the graphics, love the stuff up on the wall. T- tell us about your vision and your heart for Life Source and, and, and its mission in West Frankfurt. Give us a little bit of a, of a summary there. Mean based off just like yeah. the picture here. Well, or? I mean, you, you use the picture to springboard off of. Start sure. there. You're a preacher. Start there, and then <laughs> yeah. work out and give me your vision and plan. <laughs> well, I mean that that right there, man. That that picture tells you a little bit about our heart because the people that are in that picture there literally come from every walk of life and have overcome every challenge you can imagine. And we don't take any credit for it. Obviously, we give God the glory. But I mean, you're looking at people that should be in prison, should be dead people that have overdosed and survived. You're looking at people uh, who've just literally went down to absolutely nothing and would be the last people you would ever think would be in a picture worshiping. I mean, like if you were to go to their families and say, can you believe that's your daughter, that's your son, or that's your family, they would be like, nah, there's no way. Because these are people that everybody counted out and, and they gave Jesus a try after they've tried drugs, alcohol, every kind of relationship and lifestyle, man, they gave Jesus a try. And now they're they're as passionate about the Lord as they were the lifestyle they were living, Amen. and they're just a force to be reckoned with. Amen, amen. Yep. And you're, you're basically your your mission is to get out there and reach the hard reach places, yeah. find the sheep that are really down in the rough places, and, and get them out. And I, I love that. Every one of us, are, when we're lost, we're hard to get to. Right. But but you've got people that, that have some significant challenges that come in, kind of it's kind of like coming in to bat with two strikes on you. Right. You know, the, the world's against you, and you guys have really found an incredible method of helping people be redeemed by the power of God, the, the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I see I see the reports, whether it's on your Facebook channel or, or your stuff. I see the reports of the baptisms, people being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we love what we see, that what, what you're doing and what's going on. I love the reports when you talk about so-and-so got baptized this week and you put right. that out. That's that, I, We pay attention. I pay. I see all those. I, I'm a, I, I mean, I've been been involved with you since the beginning, so yes. I always feel like a, kind of a little bit of a grandpa to you. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I we're just really proud of you guys. Yeah. Thank and you. we love, every time we see that, we know the devil just gets a stinking thumb in his eye. And <laughs> right. we just, I always say, see, buddy, see, buddy, they're not yours anymore, you right. know? I love what y'all guys are doing. It's Amazing. Uh, hey, listen, what what are some of the featured ministries and some of the outreaches you are doing at Life Source Church? What are those key top ministries, top outreaches you got going on today? Well, we we do a lot with um, drug recovery. Uh, we deal with that a lot, um, and we're we're very close to focusing on um, doing like a homeless shelter. That's kind of that that's our next big focus is creating a shelter. We've got a very big building. We've got all the room necessary. So our next big thing is going to be trying to uh, create that. 
Um, but we do a lot, man. We just, we meet the need for poverty, man. I mean, that's where people struggle is in the area of poverty. Mm -hmm. And so we make sure that people have something to eat. They've got something to wear. We make sure that they're connected to resources they need to get better because that's our whole vision is to meet those needs in our city. And you can't meet those needs by sending them off everywhere else. I mean, you've got to have resources. You've got to do more than tell them I'm praying for you. Because James said, if, if someone tells you that they're cold and you don't give them a coat, or they say they're hungry and you don't feed them. And all you do is say, well, I'm praying for you. He literally said, what good is your salvation? Right. Wow, that's good. What good is your, it's not, you know, I mean, we always talk about faith without works is dead, but it's literally talking about your salvation. That's the type of faith. Mm. Salvation. There's no work. You're without, just being who you're called to be. That's it. Right. If, if you're if you're not fulfilling that mission, that mandate, then what's the point? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's our big thing, man. We just really want to meet those needs and, and help get people where they need to go. Give people a little bit of a feel. I, I know I know we've got tons of problems in the Marion corridor here with with meth and and people. Heron Heron right now is loaded. We're we're sitting in the middle of you know about third Heron Carterville Marion. We've got heroin all over Mary, uh, Heron right now. Yeah. We've got the meth over here in, in Marion. We've got we've got some real challenge. We see growth here, but we have some severe challenges, crime, that. theft. What what are you facing up in West Frankfurt right now in the in those kind of issues? It's probably the same. I mean it's it's a very high uh, drug I mean that the real pandemic is addiction, honestly. And way we, worse than COVID. Way oh, yeah. worse. COVID's nothing compared to this. That's yeah. why I don't understand why we're so we <laughs> all the firepower we're throwing at something that you know it's serious. I've lost loved ones. Right. We have both had it. We know, yeah. but but it's serious. I've lost dear loved ones over this, so I'm not taking this lightly. No. But what I'm saying is, would we put the if we put the firepower on drugs coming into this country or poverty? Yes. It, what we've put into this, it's a shame that our country has turned its back on these kind of issues. Yeah. Right. You know the, the the amount of fentanyl and drugs that are coming in. Oh yeah. The crime. We're not doing anything with that, and our no. our, our towns are just dying on the vine. Not yeah. from COVID. They were already dying on the vine for drugs. You just had COVID, and it's just worse now. People. Really really need some drugs to kind of cope with all this. So. Yeah. And, and a lot of the problem is is none of it's good, but they're not even they're not even financially able to get a hold of the more if you would call it richer kind, they're having to create it out of their own, you know, far more dangerous cleaning far more cabinets and yeah, far, far more yeah. dangerous. It's way worse. So all the other stuff is a product of that. So the crime and all the other issues is a product of the addiction mental health as a result Everything, of it what man. it affects yeah. man you got your hands full and we see that too in this area as well and um what we're doing in this series is is you guys life source are the are the second church that we've done the first church we did was uh uh christ church out of Fairview Heights, my my brother in the Lord, he's my spiritual brother Shane Bishop. Uh, Shane came in, and we looked at Christchurch in our series, pastoring in 2020 and beyond. And this is kind of a continuation of that series, where we're really we're trying to find out what a pastor in 2020 and beyond, and through COVID, and now on the other side of COVID, beyond COVID, is facing. So we're looking at what what I want to look at with you a little bit is the health. We want to look at the future. We want to work look at the work of the Church of Jesus Christ in our region and, and what it's faced and what it will be facing as we get on this. So I, I kind of hope that as, as on the dock, our goal is about uh, getting you out of the shallows and into the deep, of course. you know. So that's our main goal. So at, at our conversation with these lead pastors, like uh, Pastor Brent, Mother Kara here, uh, that we... My goal is that we get a better look, and you can go back and listen to the uh, the pastor in 2020 and beyond with uh, Pastor Shane Bishop and, and that church, and, and get some of the same questions I'm going to get here because I think you need to hear from different pastors. Oh, yeah. 
how they're experiencing this. And I think you're going to find when we're done with all the lead, I, I'm bringing in other pastors. I'm bringing in Brother Jason. We, we're going to bring in other pastors, all the top church trainers. We're bringing them in asking some of the same questions. And we get to the other side of this, I'm going to get some of you lead pastors back at the table, and, I, and we're going to take a look at what we had in common. There's a lot of common. But, but I want to get a better look at what's going on, and I think it would better prepare those listening and us to help serve the community of God uh, as everybody in this region as we try to get out of the shallows and into the deep because there's a lot of work to do for the church. So that's kind of the spirit I'm coming at. So as I throw these out, you guys both uh, be glad. Just jump in wherever you want. Mother Beth, you you, you too as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're glad to have, have you and do that. So here's the first question for you guys. Uh, what is what are the what are those two or three just you guys work through it. It doesn't have to be no set number, but what are two or three challenges that you faced in the heart of the pandemic of COVID that were the biggest challenges for you at the Life Source Church? Well, I think one of the things for us is because we we knew from the very beginning that this was not a time off for the church, mm-hmm. that this was a time that we needed to get busier than ever. And, you know, there's only so much you can do through a screen. You know, you cannot touch people through a screen. I right. can't hug you, love you. I can't feed you. I can't pray for you. You know, there's just a lot of stuff that it just doesn't function through a screen. Now, there's a lot that can be done through a screen that I thank God for that technology. But I mean, there was just so much that we couldn't do through the screen that we had to do, and, and we had to find out how to do it the right way, the safe way. But man, there was just so much criticism. I mean, from churches, from pastors, from people in the community that just they it really to me it exposed the real mindset of what people think as church to be that they just really culminate church to be in a building and so they thought well if you you can do that at home no you can't you cannot actually be the church at home you can't be the church on your couch you can't be it and and that was what i think one of the biggest challenges we faced was trying to do what we knew God wanted us to do, be who God called mm-hmm. us to be, and navigate it through all the different fears. Because, I mean, we had conversation even with our local law enforcement that they were like, you can't do that. Like, that's not, it's not a, you know, you're not allowed to do that. There's different mandates and things that are being recommended by the state. And it's like knowing what the government says and knowing what that government says. Yeah. And trying to make sure that we balance and respect and honor everybody, but right. say, I love you guys, but man, this is what God's called us to do. We have to be who God's called us to be no matter what's going on, even more so during a pandemic. Well, you know, I, I think I think that's so true. I mean, I I love the development of the virtual church. We, we, we do that. I think that's great for people that have to be traveling. Sure. They have to be away. You know, they're, they're working a, a Sunday shift and they can't be involved. Right. You know, they, they have COVID. They have some other virus. I think there's a value to that to sure. be able to stay connected. Absolutely. But you're never going to get connected that way. You're never going to develop a real relationship with Christ no. through a TV screen. The TV screen pastor doesn't come and take care of you when you're down and out, right. when you're bleeding and you're sick. You can pay money to all those guys online someplace else. You know, they're not going to come hold your hand when you're <laughs> right. in the hospital here or when somebody's, right. when so-and-so, this and that's happened. So I am 100% with you. I think the church has grown in that area and I think it's good that we've developed in that area and we need to keep enhancing the ability to put the church out there on the platform sure. I also think it gives people a chance to check you out and then come on in right. but you really can't be the church without a relationship right, right. A relationship with Christ and it's got to touch you and a relationship with his people that's got to touch you as well right. and I, I, I think and I think it's particularly when you're dealing with people you're dealing with largely people that have had issues of, 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 of alcohol and drugs hard living right. these are people that are let me just put it this way. Touching people that need rescued requires touching them. Right. 
it requires a shepherd's hook. It requires a lifeguard requires getting in the water and pulling you out and, right. and sitting with you and maybe putting a little, little life-saving rescue on you. So you cannot do that virtually. Right. No. There's no way to substitute that. And I don't care what the state says, what the government says, what YouTube wants to say on our platform here. We got hey YouTube, we got seven other platforms. If you if you go, we leave, no problem. But here's the deal. Yeah, you, isolation just feeds into that. It actually oh it's actually the thing oh, that yeah. caused a lot of what happened to the people before you got them. Right. And now now the world wants to tell us we can't reach them and we can't get to them. Yeah. No, Jesus can reach the perishing. He walked through walls to get to us, cross seas to get to us. He will protect and guide us through that. Yeah. I've learned that. Yeah. So I, I think we can do the best we can to honor what the state asks us and, sure. and be safe right. but at some point in time as pastors you and i were called to rescue the perishing right, right. yeah there, there was a record number of relapses record number of suicides Sides, depression, yeah. depression because of isolation because you know we we service a community that depend on what we do every week so when that became threatened our, our whole community was like, please tell me we're not shutting down, which, yeah. you know, we didn't. We just got creative in how we met. You know, I thought when they did yeah. the 14 days, I, okay, fine. We, we can all live with that. Even they can suffer. But when that got to be a month, that, that's when we should have said, okay, we're, people are going to have to just get through this and grin and bear it. We got to get back a little bit of normalcy. If right. you're at risk, then you be responsible for yourself yes. and distance yourself. And what we had this, was this controlled distancing. And when they reached into the church and the pews and all this, they began to dictate what spirituality would look like. Right. And that basically Papa would replace that. And I, I think we just really met. I think the church messed up when we abdicated that big right. time. And I think we're going to pay for that down the road. I think part of the problem with that is that you also have people in the church that are struggling with it and that they don't necessarily agree with right. what you're suggesting the church is about. We, we've seen a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's hard too. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we, I, I respect everybody that, that if they need, there are people that need to stay away from this disease. Sure. You know, and, and they know who they are, right. or they should know who they are. And, and at least by the month end of the, that, when we got into the quarantine, they had a feeling for that. But but ministry still needs to take place. And let me just tell you, we live in a state, and I don't agree with it. I believe every life's valuable. I'm not into abortion. We're, we're a pro-life church. We're a pro-life, on-the-docks pro-life. Yeah. And we don't apologize for that. Yeah. But it's amazing we're in a state where a woman has a right to choose, but we don't have a right to choose whether we're going to go to church or not and whether I can be a pastor today or whether somebody can be a member of that flock. Right. We had overseeding authority in a state where we quote, I have a right. right. But it's kind of funny how that goes one way but doesn't go the other way. Right. And I think what we're going to have to do is say, you know, hey, we choose life and we choose that Jesus has our life. And right. I think I think down the road, we're going to have to think about that as new things are invented and new things come up and face our way. How do we face this next time? Right. Because I do think we aban I think the church in general abandoned a lot of people in the worst hour of their life. And a lot of it Absolutely. was out of fear. Yeah. Out you of know, fear. It's 100%. As a church, we were able to navigate around it. You were able to navigate it with a lot of creative ministry. A lot of We worked a lot of fence lines, and, and we did a lot of creative things. And I think that's why you guys have come through this so strong. I think that's why we've come through it. So, so yeah. what were the besides the fear, what, what's another one or two of those challenges you faced? You mentioned the first being just the just the the fear and the broken of relationships was the first one. Yeah. You wanna share something on that, babe? <laughs> I don't wanna keep being the only one that talks. <laughs> he's trying to make her he's trying to make her say something. Go, go, well, I don't wanna be the only what, one. Talking. What for you as a mother of the church was your biggest challenge during that time? My like my personal yeah. life just as Well, your biggest challenge in leading the church with your husband. What what did you see that the people were struggling the greatest with? What 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 did it really where what where did it really test the fiber of your church? I th uh, 
Well, I know like with having to follow guidelines and stuff, I think not being able to a lot. Well, I don't know. I think fear yeah. is just the biggest thing, period. I think it just it all goes back to fear because you have a lot of people. I mean, we can't reach and encourage and counsel if they don't want to get one right. on one with you. Right. If they don't want to get too close to you. And that's just that's what our calling is. That's what our our job i don't right. want to say job because we it, love doing it it so. gave a lot of people excuses to back off too they, yes, maybe the did. lord was on them and yeah. they got fear so the fear took in and hey oh, i better not you know and the next thing you know you're you're, you're in your house you're isolated and if you're into pornography you're back on it if you're yeah. into oh, yeah. alcohol you, yeah. I, I need to drink because i'm lonely or whatever so a lot of things got re-justified right by our lack of action and our inability to act i mean in some ways right. we were literally threatened i mean threatened right. by our health departments threatened by everything so right. it was a challenge out there and i'm not saying that we don't need to be good people in the community right. but i think we're going to have to really work harder and be smarter when something like this happens again and make sure we're not right. abdicating too much of our rights right. i think a lot of that's been pushed back on now so right. i think it might look a little different in another round of this right. but we certainly gave up something and i think the devil yeah. got to eat in some lunch boxes as a result of it yeah that's and i don't sure. i don't mean this disrespectfully in any way but i feel like when you have that the visual and you do the recordings live and stuff and you don't have the one-on-one -on -one with people a lot of people stayed home I think those are the ones we had to reach for the hardest. Yeah. yeah. Not right. new people. We had to reach for them again and encourage them again because they got so comfortable sitting mm -hmm. at home. That's right. And I'm not saying you can't feel God at home. I feel God at home all the time. Yeah, I but do, I don't think you could replace different. that. I don't think no, I can no. replace the relationship. No, there's something totally all. different than sitting in an atmosphere with a group of like believers mm -hmm. and just feeling the Spirit of God in there. And, and bringing your gift to the room and bringing yeah. your That's faith to the room. Right yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think the, 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 the video serves a purpose, but that purpose can never replace the Church of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. no. the presence. It, 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 it's a, it, to me, it's like tiding somebody over. It's like eating an MRE when you have to. You, you, you're eating this meal because you got to eat it right. you know and it'll get, it'll get you through but right. it, it's not the church no it, it, it's kind of like it's like it's like a it's like a micro version right you know, it's good for a moment and i let me let me throw this out to you what are, what are some of those top things that you've learned about the state and the welfare of our greater area churches i want to look at the state of the church in the west frankfurt region i can tell you what i think about the state of the church down here uh one of my brothers brother mike's in the room right now uh, he, he he's already heard me preach he's already heard me preach to the pastors about what i think about it so he, he he's uh he, he he's he's one of the leaders in our minister alliance and he, through the whole thing the heron house of hope stayed open through the whole thing mike was in there cooking we were in there cooking but to be honest with you there were about three churches that stayed present through the whole deep of it and many of them are coming back now and some have gone by the wayside and stuff but but i mean through the thick and the thin i mean i mean i mean mike's military guy he's he's been at sea many times so when it was time to answer the bell he answered the bell but right there's a lot of pastors a lot of churches that were just absolutely a wall yeah, yeah. When, when the alert came out and so what have you learned about the state of the church in your area the welfare of the greater church and and, and what happened during that time what kind of holes have you seen I think to me, it, it revealed who was a who was the body and who was a growth on the body, mm -hmm. oh. and and what ended up happening is I believe that when the actual true body of Christ came through the pandemic, I believe there was an absolute removal of every growth and everything that just kind of attached itself to be a part of the body, but wasn't actually servicing the body itself. Mm. And you know, you said it earlier. It, I really believe it was a sifting because. Yeah. Man, this is time for real revival. It's time for real, true revival, real, true soul winning, truly impact our communities. 
And, and I think that's what God's setting the church up for. And I don't believe God caused anything. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I believe just as much as the enemy used this pandemic, I believe that God did as well. And there were things that you know, I feel the church came out better. I don't look back at this pandemic and say we Me lost. Me too. I think I'm we came out better. I'm literally like, wow. Like, we were, we come out blessed. We came out better, stronger. Our church has grown in every measure you can imagine. And I just to believe... To to totally agree. Yeah. Every measure, financial... Every. The lives of people, I think we've grown. Yeah. I, I just... I feel like in a big way, it just revealed what cloud everybody was but, following. But do you consider right. that to be typical of what the experience of every church is in West Frankfurt today? Would every church pastor come in and say, we grew, we prospered? Oh, absolutely our, not. No, it, you cannot well, say that here. But pastors, some of them haven't even opened back up because I they know. don't have not there by, are churches anybody to still open up. closed right. in our area. Yeah. Right. Still fearful. There are multiple churches in our hearing community yeah. that, that never got to video services, even at that level. Mm -hmm. So they totally shut down. Some of them couldn't, by the time they got to thinking about it, you couldn't get the equipment really tough right but but the, the, and then like my grandfather he comes from my home church you know he's a hundred years old in november a hundred <laughs> he is awesome. they've awesome. given tithe helped build additions to the church they're my grandmother and we're as faithful as it gets that's my home church for my calling and nobody through the pandemic visited him no brought him communion we brought him meals every day and i'd say has anybody come no no i began to bring him our cds and tapes and i know we're a little more contemporary it's not his style he's old school methodist you know <laughs> and and but but you know i we we checked on him every day anybody brought you tape anybody no 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 we're talking about year plus That's to sad. be a member of a church for a hundred years your whole life and to be in a pandemic like this and somebody not come and check on you and really you know now they're kind of getting interested now Barely. Right. And he's like, he's so, why go? Right. There's a lot of that out there. But then there's a lot of churches that have done very well. And it comes back, I, I'll just tell you what, it comes back to leadership. It mm -hmm. does. Absolute leadership and vision. So so you've learned that. What, what else have you learned, seen in the greater church in your area? The, the gaps, holes, other things you've learned? I think ultimately that's, I think that was kind of the biggest thing because I feel like everything else kind of branched off from off that, that. Right. You know, I mean, there was a lot that that it, it just again it showed who you know who were people really listening. Who was to. the body and who yeah. was a growth? Who was a growth? I think that's well said. Yeah, yeah man. I, I know that when the very beginning of this, when they started saying that there was going to be shutdowns, lockdowns, we our whole leadership team went into prayer, and, and the thing that the Lord spoke to me going into this, and I told our church that, is we better make sure we're following the right cloud because there's going to be other clouds to follow, and there's a lot of right. the media outlets. And, and and I told our church we're not going to follow that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to turn my ear to it because I do want to know what's going on, but I'm not allowing that to influence our decisions. You've got to make, you've right. got to take the information in. You have to. But how, but how you grind that out is a whole different decision. Yeah, mm -hmm. Israel had to follow a cloud. They had to follow that pillar of fire, and it was important that they followed the right cloud, the right influence. And I, I hate it, man, because I don't say this boastfully. I say it with, with pure just hurt in my heart, man, is it really just showed all along who they were following. And, you know, the spirit of the Lord was not that much present in their churches to begin with, because when it matters most, that's what reveals true authenticity. Mm -hmm. It's not when everything's going okay that you can say we're following the Lord. It's when it's when you're under fire. It's yeah. through pandemics that you're going to reveal who you're really following. And and it was sad to see people that you're thinking, you? I thought you was with I thought you were here. And, and it's like, wow. Yeah. Well, it was a definite revelation. Well, well I, I think right. so. And let me get on my soapbox. I mean, I 
I mean, I'm a pastor who has churches in Liberia and Asia right now and in Thailand. They're they're in the pandemic right now. They can't go anywhere. But even my pastors there are, are, are holding their churches by Zoom. They're getting food out to the families of the church. In Liberia, look, Liberia, COVID, they look at COVID like it's just another malaria. They are not taking it very serious because they don't need to. They get malaria and typhoid on an average week that'll kill you. So <laughs> this is just like they're thinking, well, this is a bad cold, you know. Anybody, you know, and so in Liberia, the problem is they can't get food that they need. So they're right. starving to death because nobody's importing anything. So right. they, they have less than they've ever had. But 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 this this is nothing. COVID has a factor of a, like one to two percent at the height of it, affecting one to two percent, a death rate at, at best one percent. If those that are highly, you know, compromised, well, gosh, that's true in Liberia. That's true for malaria, typhoid. You're compromised. Right. You go. Yeah. They they're culling all the time. You know, every rainy season culls. Yeah. What 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 I'm concerned about at the level, and I'm getting on my soapbox, is that pastors here, when when COVID hit, pastors went, oh, dude, dude. I'm going to get a bonus 14 days off. And so they shut the church down and said, holiday pay. Sorry, folks can't meet. I'm going to hang out and chill. And a lot of pastors just shut down stuff. About 10 days before we shut down, man, I started ramping up the House of Hope. We got ready to start serving differently. Uh, Lucas and I went out and bought $15,000 of camera equipment and stuff. So we made sure if it shut down, we could run this church day Sunday one, which we did. And and then when everybody else tried to go get a camera equipment, they couldn't find any because it had already been bought by people like us. So (laughs) leaders got out and led. They made plans. And then when the worst thing happened, we were ready to go on day one, at least with some sort of alternative ministry. We were checking in every week with every family in our household by, by phone call. What do you need? How can we? help. The House of Hope was providing food, USDA food, St. Louis Food Bank food, just right. like you guys were. But what my concern is, this is this is COVID. COVID's like 99% fine. You and I are get sick, yeah, people do die, but it's not Ebola. Ebola kills killed 90% of the people it touched. Right. It killed women, children, old people, young people, indiscriminately. You got on a motorcycle, put your arms around them, you killed both of you. you, It it happened. They used the church's morgues. They used my church vehicle there as a thing to carry bodies in. And the pastors, I'd I'd call them and I'd be on Facebook with them and they had their whole suits on because they were were out doing education things and trying to get food and water to people. The pastors there did not go hide. They didn't take 14 days off, then 30 days. And some of our pastors took another 14 days off then then they go oh it's a sabbatical woo you know and then and now a year off and the pastors over there got in the trenches and the spirit of god's moving in liberia i'm concerned that we shut the church of jesus christ down over a bad case of the flu serious case of the flu we shut it down what would we do if we had something revelationally in times for real Right. I'm, I'm concerned about the pastors and the leaders, our elders' ability to stand and have the fortitude to right. trust the Spirit of God to lead them. I, I think we've got. I think we've all got to talk to God about our calling, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, I mean, we've got to ask: Are we willing to lay down our no greater love? John fifteen three. No greater love has a man. Fifteen thirteen. To lay down his life for a fellow friend. Mm-hmm. Are we willing to lay our lives down? You guys did that at Life Source. You continued ministry. So, so tell me, what were some of the what were some of the things that you guys were able to do in the middle of COVID? What what were you able to do? Well, that's honestly that's what birthed our our food ministry because I mean we were doing everything like that at a very small level, but man. By continuing through and being faithful through the pandemic, we were able to make partnerships with massive companies and organizations. So we were able to serve, you know, probably 1,500 people, I li- I, probably 1,500, 2,000 people a week wow. that were coming through. And, and again, we weren't being reckless and silly about it. I mean, we were doing everything we could to honor 
every you know local mandate, but man, there was a bigger mandate, and that was to be the body of Christ. Right. And so we, we we position ourselves properly, and God used us to do a lot of food distribution, a lot of like necessities. It, it was amazing because we had a, a lady in our church who prophetically showed. She told us probably a year before COVID, she said, I see a vision of us filling our platform full of toilet paper, you know, <laughs> toothpaste, all these necessities that, man, once the pandemic hit, you couldn't get none of that. And right. so we, before COVID happened, we were already stockpiling stuff and we were able to bless people and give to people. That's awesome. And, and I just think, like you said, it, man, it came down to leadership and we, we positioned ourselves right. So during the pandemic, we were able to meet needs. Right. You know, we were able to be able to uh, to bless people. No, it was not your traditional church services, but we were being the church more than just going to church. And that's what I think it separated everybody. You have your people who go to church, and you have those who be the church, and the ones who are specifically the church, they shined yeah. through the pandemic and was able to meet needs and bless people and, you know, serve our communities. And realistically, that's what we're supposed to be about. I mean, the government... Without a pandemic. Yes, the government... Every day not, of the week. Every ...should day. not be supplying our needs. That's right. They should not be giving us money and and stuff that need... That's our job. That's that's, the that's church's what the job. church was supposed to be doing. Yep. I think I think we were almost like there used to be that old game show. You know, would the real so and so stand up? You interview people. Would <laughs> right. the real church stand up? And I and I really do think this has been a sift. It has been a who was the body and who was the growth. And I, I think as we come through this, we need to take a look at our take a hard look at our churches. And if our, if your church made it through this by the skin of their teeth, I mean, you need to sit down and just sit down and have a yes. fortitude session right. and get planned because if anybody thinks the devil won't try this again at a new level Come you're on. crazy yeah. right. you're crazy when the devil right. comes and he eats listen i'm going to look in the camera this one when the <laughs> devil comes and he gets in your lunchbox and he takes your sandwich Come and then on. he gets your chips and worse than that he gets your chocolate chip cookie oh no then then <laughs> then then guess what tomorrow holds tomorrow the same big bully his name Slewfoot is going to roll up there dig into your box and say i want the sandwich and, yeah. and right. by the way would you get me double meat this time you know you better right. get me double meat if you don't give me double meat, you know, I'm going to get a little whooping on you. And then he's going to want your cookie and he's going to want your chips. He's going to, now he wants your cold drink. You know what I'm saying? He's going to come back. You're going to let him eat in your ice box. You're going to let him eat in your lunch box. He's going to come back every day for it. You've got to draw a line in the sand and say, devil, in the name of Jesus Christ, no more. We're not going right. to do this. Yeah. You have no authority here in this place. You have no authority here. The right. church is going to have to start with their own people, plead the blood of Jesus Christ over them again pull them up and out of the mire, and we're going to start having to act like the army of God because we have seen nothing yet. I'm not an end-time preacher. I'm be-ready-all-the-time preacher. Right. I'm just not. I, I'm a football coach, and I was trained to have plays ready anytime you had a fourth and one, and you always had an end-time goal preaching. But I think our preachers are going to have to start thinking a little bit more, mm -hmm. a little bit more like we better put in some sort of fourth quarter, overtime quarter, five-minute, two-minute drill. We need to get some stuff in there because we are not done with this. We have been tested, yeah. and I'll right. be honest with you, some churches pass the sifting, some squeak through, and a lot of them are on the sideline. And the ones that are on the sideline, to be honest with you, I felt bad for a while, and I finally decided they deserved it. It just, they weren't really the church. Right. So would the real church stand up? So I want to encourage pastors, get into this. Look at your leadership matrix. Look at your fortitude. And you got to make a decision. Am I willing to lose my life to gain the kingdom of God? Right. And that's what Paul's attitude was. That's yes. what right. Peter's attitude was. That's what John's, and that's what Jesus was. Yeah. And we follow in the footsteps of that same carpenter yes. from Galilee. Yeah. Amen? Amen. And you guys, you, nobody I know follows in that better than you guys. And that's why, that's why I just love to come and hang out with you guys. 
Sorry about that. That, that was me on the rant. <laughs> I love okay. it. Uh, I mean, it's, I made man in you. It's a hundred percent truth, though. I mean, God called us to do His work, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what if He didn't heal lepers? What if He didn't do healings? What if He didn't heal the blind man? You know what I'm saying? What if He, he broke the law? What if all he, the time. He, yeah. he broke the law all the time. I mean, that's what and, we're supposed and, to do. And, and you got to right. think about the law. Was the law made for the Sabbath, or was the Sabbath was the Lord? Made for the right. You know, we, we, sometimes we we have these laws that I, I wrote. I'm writing something for a podcast we're doing real soon, and I'm talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You understand the Pharisees were conservatives. Right, they were the staunch conservatives, and the Sadducees were the flaring liberals. They didn't even believe in an afterlife, let alone a resurrection of the dead. <laughs> right, and the two of them were running everything. It's about like where we're at now, where you got yeah. a bunch yeah. of right wingers, a bunch of left wingers, and everybody's going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So either side's wrong. What we need to do is look to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. That's right. it. We got to get our eyes off this rules to be rules and get to the spirit of God. Right. We need to obey the command of the Lord, yeah. but we don't need to do that with a hard heart. Right. We need to do that with a soft heart. Right. You know, and I think that's where we're really missing it. You you guys, I, I'm going to get us out of this because I'm going to start preaching again, but, but <laughs> we're going to come back and listen, we're going to come back. Don't worry. We're, we're not, we're not anywhere done with this. We're going to come back in part three and we're going to come back and talk deeper about the spiritual needs of the church on the other side of COVID. Cause I think COVID sifted us. It revealed some things. And I think I got a feeling it changed how, how I pastor and how I'm speaking about things. I want to hear how it changed uh, mother Kara and pastor Brent and how you're going to speak and teach and lead going forward and that'll be a part of our pastoring in 2020 and beyond series so thanks for joining us guys thanks for coming Absolutely. in on this thing you guys did great That's Kara you were you were vocal this time I like that and Mother Beth got she flat was. chatty hey, yeah, yeah 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 I like that so thanks for joining us here you can find more about On The Dock at onthedock.org you can email us anytime at info at onthedock.org and you can find us on our platforms on all of them are under On the Dock with Pastor Troy. You can find us at YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and you can also go to Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku on Roku, on your Roku TV. Download the SermonNet app and then look for the On the Dock with Pastor Troy channel. You can also find us at Rumble. We love Rumble. Check it out. YouTube kicks us off. Rumble will be our full-time partner. And SermonNet, we're not scared of them. And you can always social media, uh, speak to us through Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. And please, when you find those different platforms, go check them out. Uh, hit subscribe, like, notify, share, and tell other people about it. Will you guys tell people about our podcast? Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we'd love to have you oh, guys yeah. share absolutely. that out. Please do that. You can always become a partner of ours on Patreon. Go to Patreon, download it, and look for On the Dock with Pastor Troy. We'd love to have you as a partner or a sponsor of one of our shows. You can find out how to do that. And as always, we'd love to have you. If you don't have a church home, you can come to Community Faith Church. We will be open one way or another. You will find us 10 a.m. on Sundays, 6.30 on Wednesdays. You can always find us virtually if you're traveling. You just want to check us out at coftv.com. We're also on Facebook and YouTube. Hey, Brent, I'm going to let you do this piece. Tell us about Life Source Church. Invite people out. So uh, we're in West Frankfurt at 1011 East 6th Street. We meet uh, on Sundays at 1130. We do have a cafe from uh, 9 a.m. to 11. You're, it's all free. You can come and enjoy that. There's pastries and coffee in there. And then service starts at 1130. And then Thursdays, we have our midweek at 7 o'clock. But we have a free hot meal from 5 to 630. And that's all free. And it's a soul meal. It's not, it is not just little lunch meat sandwiches. It's a real full meal that you can come and be blessed by. And we would love to see you guys. All right, you guys, Mother Care, yes. thank you for coming in today. Absolutely. Brent, Mother Beth, my lovely co-host, good to have you guys all with us in the studio. We'll be back in part three. You do not want to miss it. You don't want to miss anything. What we're doing here on the dock is amazing stuff. So join us, and don't forget to subscribe, share, like, hit. Find us on those platforms, and we'll see you back soon. Bye.